seems like a long time since we last done this. I know. I mean, we're giving ourselves away here a little bit, but we yeah. did a lot of pre-recording of our podcast in we 2023. Did. We pre-recorded a lot of the interviews, but um, we do do this bit more often than the interviews. But it's been a little while, Stephen. I think we're feeling a bit rusty. Feeling a bit rusty. <laughs> it's feeling a bit different being back on camera and doing the podcast, but actually I have to say I have missed it. Yeah, me too. And now, I mean, it's full kit. Think about this time last year when we were just sitting with two little mics. I know, and to be honest, you know, the production's really gone up in scale, and I have to say, that's not due to you, Stephen. That's, no, that's due not. to our fantastic videographer, Brian. And videographer, podcaster, and now, now Brian has his own offshoot podcast of In The Club. He has, I remember him presenting that idea, and what is In The Club, or, or off, what is it? It's not In The Club. It's At The Club. It's In The Club presents At The Club, Okay. And yeah, I get, it's, it's going to be a lot more frequent than our one, so he's going to probably take over us eventually. Yeah, I know that Brian needs to be watched. Can you tell us a little bit about what At The Club is? Well, it is an opportunity for us, for Brian... Um, and class for kids to talk to our customers but not just our customers a much wider kind of net of people that have been involved with kids activity clubs and maybe people that have gone on from kids activity clubs or from dance football gymnastics to do things that are much different um, mm. and it's going to be a lot more frequent it's going to be shorter sort of, sort of bite-sized bits but yeah it's uh, it's going to be dropping by the time this drops there's probably going to be one coming right after it yeah, I know. Um, Brian was talking to us about this idea and this concept, and I think one of the things going into 2024 at Class for Kids, just quickly before we get to the next podcast, is that we do want to do a little bit more of bringing experts in and the ones that really know this industry. We know it well, but they're the ones that know it inside out, and we want to learn with customers and clubs alongside um, them while they're learning that. And I think At The Club is going to be a great addition to yep. our podcast family. And on that, I mean, if you've got um, any wish or want to be on that podcast or our podcast... You can um, uh, slide into our DMs at Class for Kids UK. Yeah, that's... That's what she said. That's the bit I didn't know. So you don't know much about today's guest. I don't because I was off when this guest came in. I was on holiday because well, I, I, I took a holiday. Know that much because I didn't interview her because it's a football guest. Oh, okay. So in case you've missed the rewind, let's rewind a little bit. <laughs> Stephen can't interview footballers. He says they sniff him out. Yeah, they get me straight away. They literally just look at me and go, you don't know football. So a few months ago, we went down to London and we brought one of our colleagues, Daz or Darren, Daz, down with us yep. to interview some of the football stars. And I think it's Daz that's doing this podcast this time. It is. This podcast has just grown arms and legs, isn't it? More cast members. This is the second year, you know, yeah. um, and it is getting bigger. Daz is going to be and is our kind of football correspondent so that when he's talking to them, he's talking like the, right talking the talk yeah. and not just kind of sliding the talk like I do. And yeah, it was, it was, it was terrible. It was bad. He didn't ever want to hear me doing it. it so who is Daz catching up with in this podcast? Daz is catching up with an elite female footballer, Ooh. Lucy Ronald. She's a Scottish footballer who's played for Motherwell, Glasgow City, and is currently, her career's just going like that. I think we've caught it at the right time because um, she's probably going to, I won't say too much, I have listened to it. Um, there's lots of scope for this girl in the future. There's also lots, I think, that we could potentially be doing with her in 2024 and beyond. She is one to watch. This is what I'll say. She's absolutely one to watch. And I think we've got her right at the right time. And for our clubs that are out there, I take it there's going to be some golden nuggets in there for them to take away. Golden nuggets of pure joy. Well, rather than listening to us ramble, I think we should just get stuck straight into the podcast. Let's do that. Here is Lucy Ronald being interviewed by Daz about football. Tell us a bit about your journey like into professional football. Like what kind of made you pursue a career in football? Was it something you were always interested in a young age? When did you start playing? All, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, football's always been a massive part of my life. Yep. Um, I get into it really young. My brother played um, and I just wanted to be exactly like him. Uh, 
I played with a boys team for a wee bit and then joined Glasgow City. I was there for eight years. Um, their youth set-up's really, really good yeah. there. Um, yeah, I was really grateful for my time at Glasgow City. But I think, for me, being a young girl playing at that time, I didn't think there was a career in football. Yeah. Um, there wasn't really visible role models at that time, which is obviously massively changing now, which is good to see. But I would only say in the last four years, yeah. I've really thought, no, I want to pursue a career. Yeah. In football, I always saw it as a hobby. Like I loved it. I never saw myself not playing football. Yeah. But it was never something that I thought you could make a career out of. Yeah. Um, obviously still not full-timing just now, yeah. but... I've got the aspiration to get there and, and yeah, it's good now that young girls as, as young as 10 when yep. I started at Glasgow City can see those players. Yeah, um, totally. Which we didn't have when we were younger. 100%. Obviously, like traditionally it has been a male-dominated sport, as you say, and what kind of challenges did that bring up for you? As it, Obviously, you've touched on maybe not having the role models and stuff as a, a young girl growing up mm-hmm. playing football. Would you say that was kind of main main challenges? Anything else that kind of could have prevented you at that age from from doing what you're doing now? I think so. I think there's a lot of things, you know, like, I hope it's changing now for young girls, but then it was sort of, you'd see a girl playing and all the boys would be looking and comments would be made. But it was never something that got me down. I actually loved it. Like, I would, I love going to play with the boys and you'd show up and you'd see them all looking. And I had confidence that I knew I I could play, do you know what I mean? So I loved when you'd you'd get the ball to your feet and take around a couple of them and they'd be raging and trying to clean you out and stuff. Like I did love that, but you could see how it could have the opposite effect. No, Um, definitely. Remember like when I played boys club football, it was the same kind of situation, like eight, nine years old and there was like, like a girl joined my team and I was probably one of those people that was a bit like, like what's going on here? Like finding it a bit strange. But then when you seen how good she was and how much she enjoyed it and how she could actually handle herself like amongst the boys and in like actual games and stuff then it's like oh I, you totally deserve and, and have earned it like the right mm-hmm. to be playing yeah. and, and it's great to see that you know how many people kind of enjoy the, the sport now and how much it's grown in the, mm-hmm. the women's side of things um, something else I wanted to ask like wait do you remember first realising like Oh, I'm actually quite decent. Like, I'm I'm quite good at football. Was there a moment where you thought, like, I, I could, I've got a wee chance here of kind of making it in, in the professional game? I don't know. Like, I've always lacked confidence. I'd say yeah. it's one thing I have. But like, when I was younger, I like I knew I was good. Yeah. Like, when I played with the boys, I was confident, and yeah. I played with my brother, and like I knew I was good then. Yeah. Um, and then I think like youth career. It was like it's obviously ups and downs of it. Um, Scotland camps, not getting selected, kind of puts doubt in your mind if you're going to get there. Mm. Um, and I still, to this day, don't know if I think I'm good enough to yeah. get there. Um, yeah, I think I don't know. It's 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 a hard one. Like I I know I'm a good player, but yeah. it's hard to know if I like I how good I'm, how good I think I'm good enough. Like to in make comparison it, yeah. to the the yeah. obviously the women that are in the full time game as yeah, well. Um, no, totally. And again, like we spoke briefly about that, um, the cup final and stuff and the goal that you scored. What are some of the other highlights of your, your career so far? Obviously, you're only 21, so you've got many years ahead of you, mm-hmm. out injured at the moment. But anything else that kind of stands out so far? What what have some of the main highlights been? I would say um, making my Glasgow City debut with the first team was big for me. Yep. I'd been How old f- were you then? Um, 18. Wow. 17, 18. Uh, 
yeah, that was massive for me because yeah. obviously I'd been at the club for such a long time. It's a club that means a lot to me. Yeah. And to make my, my debut against Rangers, it was really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and other, like, this season, like, the season just there, sorry, mm. um, where I got injured, like, as much as that was the worst possible end to my season. Yeah. There was so many highlights of it. Yeah. Um, and then to get the Women's Player of the Year at the end of that season yeah, after getting that. injury was really, really good. I'd say that's a big yeah. highlight for me. But, um, yeah, there's been, been many ups, I think. Yeah. Um, as I say, getting getting Glasgow women promoted was was amazing. Aye. Um, signing for Hibs was a big one as well. Yeah. It was, I think it was like a pivotal time in my career yeah. where I needed something more to develop me as a player. And I think that was the perfect thing for me. I was training with full-time players, players that have played at the elite level for a long, long time, yeah. Scotland internationalists and... I learned a lot in that period, I think. Aye. Well, you've already achieved like, quite a lot for someone your age, especially. So, like, interesting to see, you know, in 10 years' time, what, what other things you will have done in the game. And have you got kind of lofty ambitions to, to go into the, the sort of full-time women's professional game? Is that something that, that you want to do? Absolutely, yeah. It's definitely my biggest ambition is to play full-time. Um, I'm desperate to give everything to football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously, the injury set me back a yeah. little bit, but if anything, it just it's going to drive me more. To yeah, get, totally. Get I was going to just touch on that, like having played football at um, obviously a fairly decent level when I was in my younger days. Um, obviously, I know like how frustrating injuries are being are um, how frustrating it has been injured, Edit that Brian, um, and just not being able to impact things and going and watching from the side and seeing like your pals playing and you not being able to do it and how, how frustrating has that been for you so far since you've you've been out injured was it did you say end of last end season of last season yeah you picked up that injury um, yeah it's been really really tough I think the time that I did it we were playing <coughs> semi-final against Rangers at Hamden the week after oh. um, so to miss out on that was yeah. we were actually playing Fir Park and then Hamden in the one week which I missed out on um, which was gutting for me and then Obviously, having to watch the games this season and knowing that I can't be, be a part of it on the pitch has been really hard. I've never sustained an injury before, really, in my career, yeah. let alone one as severe as an ACL injury. But it is, it's really tough. Um, everyone that's, as you say, if you've gone through an injury, you know what it's like. Yeah. Um, especially when you're out for such a long time. And, yeah. You know, you've got a lot more of it to come, but it's just trying to stay motivated and support yeah. the girls as well because they've been very supportive of me. Yeah, so. brilliant. I know it's like, I was going to ask if it's anything you'd experienced before, but if it's something completely new to you, then you can only imagine how tough it is. And as I say, like going and watching is great, but not being able to actually go and you probably feel yourself mm -hmm. in certain games that I could make a difference here or I could impact this and you're, you're obviously not able to at the moment. Um, and alongside that, any other kind of challenges that you've faced so far and, and anything you've had to overcome to, to get to where you are just now? I think just, you know, there's always points in your career where maybe certain managers don't think you're good enough yep. for um, not getting selected for Scotland teams in my youth career. I found that really hard. Um, it's just overcoming them. And um, yeah, I think there is definitely things that you need to, to overcome. But yeah. Um, Definitely ups and downs, but yeah, I think it's probably just 
people not thinking you're good enough at certain areas and you, yep. you need to have the confidence to come back from it. Yeah, I get that in here all the time. <laughs> um, and obviously, like, you're, you're a role model to, to young aspiring girls that, that want to get into football. And as I said, it's great, you know, how much that the, the game's developed over the, the years and become, you know, a lot more popular and a lot more open to, to young girls. And what kind of message would you have for, for a young girl if you could speak to yourself maybe 10, 11 years ago? Um, what, what would you kind of, what would your message be for any girl that wants to, to make a career in, in football? I would just say to have confidence in yourself and you'll have setbacks, you'll have people turning their nose up at the fact you're a yeah. girl playing football. As I say, hopefully that's changing, but it's just to know what you want and keep going for it. I think going through high school is a difficult one. Yeah. Um, I think both male and female, it's where you see kids that fall away from the game. And I think as long as you've got the ambition, um, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into it. Yeah. Um, and just to have that um, is good. As I say now, there's far more role, role models and forget like the girls that come and watch. Yeah. I still find it mind blowing to see because like, I, I never saw a women's game when yeah, I was younger. I know it's it's obviously a lot, you know, easier and better for them now than when you were growing up. And it's great that they've got you know people like you and your teammates and all the other you know women that that play in the league and stuff to to look up to. Um, how is that? Like, can I make you feel when you're playing in front of fans and you see maybe like younger girls that maybe remind you of yourself from when you were that age and, and what's that kind of like playing in front of crowds on you know a, a weekly basis obviously before your before your injury yeah it's just it's just amazing to see that like I still can't believe that I'm at a level where you know there is kids that look yeah. up to you I think it is wild to see how like a lot of the our youth academy come along yeah. and watch and you can see how much it means to them, like before the game and after the game, and they're coming and chatting. And it's good to spend time with them because I think that's something when I was younger, like you really appreciated. Yeah. When I was at Glasgow City, if the senior team was, do you know, what, took, uh, of took course, time to come yeah, and, totally. And just that I'm making a wee bit of effort, yeah. isn't it? Can can go a long way. Yeah. Even if it's just they come and watch a training session or the odd game mm-hmm. here and there, I can imagine it. It makes a big difference. And like Motherwell is a real family club as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what what's kind of your your favourite thing about playing for them since you since you signed away from the kind of the pitch? What else do you enjoy about being at Motherwell? I think it's just such a good group we've got. Like, as a really really good club. Um, <coughs> all the girls we are like a family, and we see each other outside the football and stuff. And I absolutely love it there. Yeah. Uh, it's been really, really good, and the club is. It's it's a really great club. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, away from football, hobbies, interests. What do you get up to in your spare time? Because you don't watch football, so <laughs> what else you get up to? People ask me this, and I always find that a tough. Guy. I'm always just like, yeah. So they are. I just lie about. Like, I just <laughs> don't really do much else yeah. with football. Yeah, just I, I like spending time with my friends, like. I'll have a good coffee shop. Yeah. Just nice. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have any big interests away from football that I can. Nothing wrong with that. Your dad. No, <laughs> your dad. It's just always been football. Yeah, I know. No, I'm the same. To be fair, like I'm weirdly obsessed with it. Not mm-hmm. as much the playing side of it now, but definitely watching it and just kind of taking it, taking as much of it in as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do you kind of? balance the the football life with you know other important aspects of your life like 
education, work, how, how's that been for you? It is really, really tough, I think, for a lot of us. You know, like a lot of the girls at Motherwell have got full-time jobs yeah. alongside playing football to a really, really high level yeah. and you're competing against players that are full-time, Aye. which is difficult. But I've always found that hard, you know, I've just graduated from uni um, and I was obviously playing as well and then I found it really hard to hold down a part-time job because yeah. I just had nothing left to give to Aye. my family life, social life. Um, I think when you train and play so much, yeah, um, there is, as I say, a lot of sacrifice. But yeah, it is. It is hard, I think, for female players, obviously still now, as yeah. I see players in our team that, that have done it for years, um, teachers that are playing yep. to this level. Aye. Um, that is mental, yeah. What did you study at uni? Uh, I studied social sciences. Oh, very nice. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And you mentioned you've recently started working at Nike. Yeah. Is that right? We can cut that out if you don't want people to know where you work. Okay. You might get paparazzi and stuff <laughs> after this. Um... Okay, sorry, I'm, I've lost my notes a wee bit. So can you uh, tell me a wee bit about kind of the importance of, of women's football at grassroots level? So obviously, what what age did you start start playing? I started playing really, really young, but I didn't get into a team probably until eight or nine. I started yeah. um, with a boys club. Uh, I didn't really last very long there, just with my brother's football sort of... Yeah, it didn't really work out um, and then I would say I properly started playing for a team Glasgow City yeah. I was 10 years old so um, yeah I would say that's when I started properly like with yeah. a team I'd always kicked a ball and, yeah 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 but um, yeah I would say Glasgow City at 10 cool and how, how kind of important is that that you know girls presence at grassroots football do you think you know now compared to maybe what it was in the past yeah, I think it's really important. I think as well, like, now there's obviously a lot more girls teams. Yeah. Like, we didn't know, looking for a girls team, I remember my mum saying, like, I had no idea. Yeah. Like, who to contact. And I know there's a lot more now. Aye. Um, and even girls playing in boys teams, I think, is really important. Yeah. Um, and you see a lot, lot more of it. But as I'm really big in trying to inspire girls to get into playing and, um, yeah, it's definitely a growing game. Yeah. And how, again, this might be a bit of a, a tricky one, but how do you think kind of society in general can encourage just younger girls to, to participate in football and to be confident and, and to kind of do what you've done and, and not let the setbacks and stuff affect you and just to have that, that mindset of I can make a, you know, a career in, in this mm-hmm. sport? I think socially it's just like changing the norm, like, I think there's still underlying that it's a male sport. Yep. And I think there's still a lot, lot more further to go with yep. that and to normalise girls playing football. I think we're at a really good stage in comparison to where we were 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just to keep on building on that and like to not stop here. Like there's so much more to go. Yeah. Um, have more of an equal game and yep. I think that will only inspire more girls to get into it you can see it now like with the, the Women's Super League yep. in England like the crowds have been oh, like selling out the Emirates Crazy. and stuff like that which is only going to inspire young yep, girls at totally. age 10 to get into playing but yeah. I think there's just still a long way to go you can see it like yeah. it's just to normalise it I think. Oh, 100% and like the Lionesses obviously 
doing what they've done in, in the last couple of tournaments and stuff as well. It was only going to inspire, you know, people, particularly in England, but just across across mm-hmm. the world, really, and, and showing what you can do. Where, where do you kind of hope, say, 10 years from now, that, that the women's game is at, particularly in, in Scotland, obviously, that's that's kind of close to home for you? Yeah, well, I would I would like to think that <coughs> the top flight would be full-time yep. by that time. Um, yeah, I think, obviously, it's so far to go to get to a stage where it's anywhere near the men's game um, but yeah I, I would like to think most teams were full time by then um, and girls can see more of a career in football yeah. um, already there's been mass improvements in the last couple yeah. of years I think it's definitely possible when you just compare kind of now to 10-15 years ago and then think forward yeah. where it could be and what other kind of developments could have happened in, in that time and um, obviously a lot more people kind of advocating for the women's game and stuff more kind of global recognition more role models for, for kind of younger girls like, like yourself as well um, can you share like any story or experience that kind of highlights the, the impact that football's had on your life anything that kind of comes to mind even think- at, like just the kind of best memories and stuff yeah. like friends that you've made throughout like yeah, your time think- playing that is for me like I think going through school it's hard you know you come and go with friends but I think all my long term friendships have came from playing football yeah Um, friends for life that I've met various stages Um, it was really good to have that outside of school Um, I think I'd have really struggled if I didn't have that so I think Sport in general is obviously really, really, really good yeah, for kids. No, hundred percent in that sense. But um, yeah, no, I totally agree. Like some of my kind of longest friends that I've had, probably even before pals that I made at school and stuff, I've mm. been through like playing football with from like a really young age, and you just you just like stay in touch, and, mm-hmm. and that's you could have got friends for life and like a good network of people, and even just working here, for example. Um, it's been great coming from that background and, and playing football and coaching mm-hmm. football because it ties in, you know, to, to what we do here at, at Class for Kids and it's just kind of stood me in good stead for, for my whole life really, mm-hmm. I think. Touch wood. Um Okay, um again, I've kind of asked this already, but if you could give one final piece of advice to young girls like who aspire to play professional football, mm-hmm. what would it be? I'll just say never give up keep that dream like it's still a dream for me and it has been since I was I was young and I think it's just to keep believing in your ability and never give up on it what did I tell you okay you know that I hate saying this I hate to say that you were right but Lucy is one to watch and she is a rising star of the future in the football world she is absolutely it was a great great interview I mean Daz is getting too good for this which is a bit worrying Um, I know I feel like we're slowly being pushed out of all these spaces but you know what the viewers have had probably had enough of us nobody wants to see our faces anymore I think it's great to have a you know a range of people from across the business because like you've said people have different skill sets people have different interests so it's great to have them included in the podcast and of course interviewing stars like Lucy and yeah great to hear her story very inspiring and of course rehab for her injury seems to be going well yeah um, and I hope it just continues to improve for her 
We definitely will be catching up with her again in 2024. We will watch her career now with keen interest. She's one of us now, basically, is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, when you come on the podcast, you kind of become like one of class for kids. So, like Stephen said at the start, if you want to come on in the club or if you want to come on in the club at the club, all you need to do is drop us a message below on our Instagram or you can message us via at class for kids UK. Yep. And can you believe, Stephen... That we are in November, yep. and that means that after this podcast drops, there's no one more podcast left of 2023. And that means that when we enter January 2024, will be the third year that we've been running this podcast. Maybe we could have like a little birthday celebration or something like that. That's a good idea. Us with party hats and cakes. People yep. will love to see that. Or we could have like a, 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 a podcast off with At The Club versus In The Club. Oh yeah. Like that idea. Let's just look at Brian right now. Yep. Yeah, Brian's, Brian's nodding, so he's that's fine. We're going to have a little... He's up for it. Yeah, yep. okay, there's going to be a meeting of minds. Meeting of, meeting of pods? Meeting of pods, yeah. Okay. So I guess the next podcast, to give listeners a little bit of an insight, might be a little bit of a wrap-up on everything that's happened at Class for Kids. We may well be. We tend to do that at the end of a year, Some yes. juicy stats from what we've seen across our customer base, what clubs have been up to and how they've been succeeding in 2023. Yep. Might be coming to your ears very soon. But before that, remember, at the club will be more frequent than this. We'll be publishing it on YouTube exclusively, but as a Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you'll be able to get it in all the same places you can get this. It'll just appear on your feed magically and give it a listen. Brian's very, very good. And I'm sure if you enjoy this, you'll enjoy that. Should we wrap up? I think we should. What do we do at the end of a podcast again? Does Brian have this bit here in his podcast? No, he doesn't have a hook. Oh, uh, yeah, well, then, Brian, oh, yeah. Like, so we know what ours is, right? Yeah. What could Brian's be? It could be like, because um, we do. One, two, three, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one, yeah, there so we go, and it's kind of like two. consistent. So we're going to do one, two, one, one. Okay, you you lead. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> Bye. Bye.